Welcome to the Women Talk Construction Podcast. It's our mission to create an inclusive environment for everyone in non-traditional roles. Today, we have a very special guest on our podcast, but before we say who, for those of you that are new, we publish a new podcast of our episode every Monday. If you are new to our community, sign up and check out the great resources on our forum at forum.womentalkconstruction.com. I want to introduce you to Libby Mendriata. She is the executive VP and owner of GE Frisco, one of the largest and oldest timber suppliers in the United States. They're an Asian family-owned business, and she loves to advocate for women and helping women get into leadership roles. Welcome, Libby. We are so honored to have you on today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're pretty uh, phenomenal lady for a number of reasons, but we are really excited that you were able to be on with us today. So GE Frisco is a lumber yard and a supplier, and it looks like you're doing a lot of work all around the United States. And I'm so glad that you're going to get to share with our audience today. Yeah, you're also a family owned business, right? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, my brother and I co-own the company. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I come, I get to ask the first question, and I come from a background of a family-owned business, so I cannot wait to hear your answer. Can you tell us one of the biggest challenges and or opportunities that you face in a family-owned business? Because that's really important, because a lot of businesses in our industry are Mm family-owned. Absolutely. And you're finding, um, you know, that they're going to the second generation now and and what those challenges are for many of those companies. And a lot of times there aren't even second generation owners. So we are very, very lucky that I think my dad was able to pass this on to my brother and I. Uh, We're a 67 year old company. My father bought the company from GE Frisco, the gentleman, um, and he kept the name, which is why we are GE Frisco uh, Company Inc., And my father ran the company from 1985 up until uh, 2022, the top of 2022, in which my brother and I took over. And um, some of the challenges that we face, I think, are similar to probably most family situations. It's the communication piece of it. Mm -hmm. It's the, okay, if my brother and I are both in it, then what are both of our roles? How do we not step on each other's toes while we're trying to run the company? And what's the best use of both of our skills and our talents? What I will say is my dad was very intentional about it, um, how how we kind of managed and his succession plan was um, very well thought out. It was carefully talked to with the with our entire family. We also have an older sister. She's not a part of the business, but she is a part of the family. So that was a conversation we all needed to have prior to taking over. I my journey is a little bit more unique because I started working with my dad 22 years ago when I got started in the company and I worked in various roles from there. But I'm sure you guys are both mothers, I know. So as as you know, you know, the company was really secondary to when I started having children. So taking on leadership or taking on ownership just wasn't a part of my, um, at the forefront of my mind um, up until my brother came seven years ago. And I think he was able to take on a lot more of um, the leadership and administration of the company at the high level. And um, I sort of took on uh, more of the role within our MBE division, which I know we'll get into a little bit later. Yes. That works for the both of us. And and that's what I think it is. I think you're, you have to find this fair and and common ground with your siblings, if that's who you're running it with, or even with your parents. I know so many people say they can't work with their parents or they can't work with their siblings. Fortunately, I have a very loving family. And um, we've always said that we come first, our family comes first. And um, as long as you have 
you know, that unconditional love with each other and that and the ability to talk through the challenges that you're going to be facing together. I think you can obviously preempt most of the problems that will that will certainly surface throughout the years. What great advice. Yeah, I think succession planning is the best for Mm -hmm. family businesses. You have to have it. And then I just have one other question. This is probably a yes or no. And then Christy can go is my family did like a family business forum where we Mm -hmm. would get together with other family businesses and share resources or what, like how they went about just various, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Do y'all do any of that? I'm just we curious. are not, but you have me thinking that that's probably very valuable to other people. Well, yes, uh, we, I'm we just have curious. Not, we, we haven't, you know, my brother and I are just so we're involved in so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, if people ask us about our family business, we're, we're more than willing to always share. But to actually join a forum. Wow. I'll look into like that. A support group. For family exactly. yeah. You know, what? we probably all could use a lot of support. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we all need a support ways. group of different. We do, different, but any, every kind. We need a support topics. group. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. And I'm thankful to have you in my support group, Libby. Same, Christy. You just mentioned something near and dear to my heart, which is your uh, certification. MBE, WBE, DBE, whatever it happens to be. There are a lot of people out there that are considering being certified. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to ask the question about, you are certified in multiple jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. How has that helped you grow in revenue and sales? So it certainly has. We we are an Asian-owned MBE, and we hold certifications primarily with the Maryland Department of Transportation um, and Prince George's County. We are a Prince George's County-based business, as well as Baltimore City and Baltimore County. Those are the four certifications that we probably do the most work in. And, you know, it just it helps our contractors get their jobs. And so mm-hmm. we are certified to supply not just lumber, but all sorts of building materials, be it pipe, steel, gravel, stone. You know, we own our trucks. We have a large yard. We have another facility in Davidsonville, which is about five miles down the road, three miles down the road from us. So we're able to um, bring in a lot of material, um, different types of materials uh, that are considered, again, construction, raw building materials. And it has honestly, truly grown throughout the years uh, because there's become more and more of a need to satisfy those minority requirements that are in the state uh, in the state level. So the bulk of our work is at the state level, not necessarily the federal level, but there is so much advantage of being in the federal um, level jobs as well as state level jobs. So whether you are an, a WBE, I'm all about the WBE. We are not um, just because my brother and I both own the company, right. but we're both uh, Asian. So we are an Asian MBE owned and believe it or not, in some jurisdictions, there's even an Asian-owned mandate for business. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. So um, it, there was, I believe now the term has gone to a little bit expiration date. It, it probably has an expiration date on it. But regardless, we've been asked if we're Asian-owned and we supply material that way. So I think we've supplied a lot of roofing on schools that have needed it. Um, and it, it's just a great way to partner with bigger firms that are larger than yours in order to complete the jobs. And it's a win-win for everybody, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, the contractors fulfill the requirements. They fulfill the diversity requirements. And, you know, we go in and and we help them succeed on the project. So it, it works out for everyone. That's amazing. Wow. And you don't have to have a certain designation as far as certification goes. Uh, obviously, I want our listeners to know that. Even though you are a woman, you don't have to be a women business enterprise to to gain those jobs, to, to look through those jobs and be able to participate. 
Groundbreak Carolinas is focused on connecting the design, construction, economic development, and commercial real estate communities in the Carolinas. Their wide range of exclusive content and thought leadership is intended to help design and construction related businesses be successful. Groundbreak is the only platform that reaches key AEC decision makers and influencers in our two-state region. Visit groundbreakcarolinas.com and be sure to sign up for our free bi-weekly newsletter. Um, one of the other things that uh, I think is really important to let people know is this infrastructure bill. How are Absolutely. you being able to um, use your resources in your business to be able to support the infrastructure bill? Obviously, they've got some huge percentages on that. And it sounds like you sell a lot of products like piping and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. things that not just every lumber yard would sell. So yes, how has that helped you as far as this infrastructure bills goes? That's, that is um, a great question. Um, it certainly helped us through the years, especially with the highway bridge um, renovations that happened. So we are very active in a lot of those contractors uh, that work with uh, bridge work. And so one of our primary core projects is also shoring lumber. So we work in a lot of foundational lumber. So anything that is requiring of renovations or fixing the infrastructure infrastructure bill is huge. Um, We're talking subway systems that also need to be fixed and roadways that need to be fixed. So we are we are tapped to be, you know, at the forefront of a lot of that to be able to help our contractors meet those needs. Oh, um, and it's, it's just great when you hear how you're helping the economy and it's and it's a win win. And I'll just share this very briefly with you. Somebody who I took a training session with, the reason he said he trains other people is he said, by me training you, you're making your businesses better and you're making the economy better. And therefore, yes. our defense yeah. is better. Our defense is better for the future of our children. And it might be a long term way of thinking, but that's absolutely that rang true for me. And I'm like, if our economy is strong, that means our defense is strong in our country and we're able to protect ourselves and our, and especially our children's future due to all of that. So yes, let's all be a part of that. That's, that's an amazing way to think of it. Together better, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I truly believe we all win. We, I'm also part of multiple organizations and we might even be competitors in the organization, but gosh, everybody's just in it to see everybody else win. The pot is so huge. You know, there's no, nobody has to keep it for themselves. And and, you know, to be able to do it together, or I can recommend a, another company that's doing the same work, but maybe they're able to satisfy the diversity need and I'm not for some reason, I'd love to pass it on to somebody else as well, because it helps Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it isn't a competition. There's so much, there's so much work out there right now. Mm-hmm. And us collaborating just makes us better. We're better Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. That's our hashtag. That's one of our better hashtags. That is a good hashtag. That's a good hashtag. Well, I get to ask the next question. So, um, and it's about your amazing staff and the success rate, which you quantify. Can you tell us one of the aspects your business that makes this a smashing success? Yes. So we we are very proud of the retention rate of our of our company. We have a lot of longtime employees. Somebody just retired from our company at the end of last year after close to 50 years. Oh, wow. 50. Yeah. He was part of the generation, you know, that sticks it out yes. with the company and stays with the company. He worked 
all through the years with my father and um, you know basically he retired he retired with us so and we have our mill manager is retiring I want to say after 28 years with us coming up in a month or so so what we've done is we've kind of bulked up our mill team and hired some new people but really truly culture is the number one factor I think that people stay uh, I'm not sure about what's happening in your companies but we are in, in office um, company because we have a retail storefront. 84 Lumber, of course, has that as well. So, you know, we're not part of the companies that offer work from home and the flexible work environment that everybody wants. So what? how can we hold on to our employees and what do we give them? Well, hopefully when they come in, you know, not only do we give them meaningful work because that becomes a very important part of your day is to have work that matters to them and that matters to the company. Um, but we are just an environment where um, our number one core value is family. And we say, you know, not only are we a family owned business, but you know we treat each other like family and we look out for that we look out for each other we work together if somebody's sick somebody else has to step in and and take care of their job so that's how we how to make the work environment friendly we laugh like crazy in the office okay we're, we're I'll be the first to tell you I'm the biggest goofball when it comes to, to the office um, I just about choked on my water just right before the podcast and somebody was like wow you're gonna sound really great for your podcast now Lib and like, um, so we're just you know we're always roasting each other we're always just having great fun together and you know it's not it, it, is, it starts at the leadership before my brother and I we care for our employees so so very much and they're part they're truly are a part of my family I love them all very dearly and you know what that may also not be right to say I, I you hear everybody saying you can't say you know don't say love your employees or don't say their family because that means you don't fire them and, and that's not true because our other four values are accountable positive you know a growing mindset and com customer focus and those four values define how you need to act within the company so you know yes we love you like family but you also are accountable to the rest of us and if your work doesn't hold up or if there's an unethical behavior we certainly have the right to fire you, but we we love you like family. Oh, so, I like that. That's wonderful. And what, what's even more proud to me is my brother and I can chew it, but I see it amongst themselves. I see them looking out for each other. So when Aww. I see the employees doing something for each other or thinking the extra step for their for their colleague, that makes me really happy because it just means we've got good people. We've got really good mm -hmm. people here. Yeah. And you're creating a great example. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I hope so. I hope so. I think I think everything starts at the top, right? If it you does. the kind of companies you want to lead, you have to you have to show it at the top of mm -hmm. how you want to lead them. Yes. Yeah. And I, it just makes me want to come to work for you. I can you please, <laughs> Christy? Do I need to beg you on this podcast? <laughs> oh my um, goodness. And, and also I, I would not do that to you because I don't think that's part of your to-do list right now. No, no, my to-do list is a little too long and I love where I work. I love yeah. what I do too. It's I awesome. know you do. I but know you, you you're you've created an excellent environment and I am so happy to hear that there are there are people out there that really care about their employees. And that's that's really what makes it a smashing success, isn't it? I hope so. Yes, yes, yes I, it, it is. It is. I, I want them to know that, you know, we, we're we all looking out for them. Um, it's been a tough three years, you know, uh, when we talk about burnout, when we talk about COVID, we're still dealing with COVID in our, in our yes. office. And those are some of the challenges we'll still be facing. You know, COVID hasn't gone away. People are still getting sick from it and they're out of the office. Okay, the rest of us have to step up. The rest of us have to, you know, make it work. Regardless, mm -hmm. we just have to, we have to make it work for each other. Well, I think you do a really good job of creating an environment of mentorship, not only within your company, but outside your company. And I have a, a personal experience with that, being able to be on the panel with uh, Women Build Washington with ABC Metro Washington. 
Yes. And um, what I loved most about that panel was that the men in the room actually wanted to hear more about what we were talking about and came mm-hmm. up to us after the panel mm-hmm. discussion was over. And how exciting is that to see men in the room that are wanting to understand what mentorship looks like from a bunch of, of women who are in the industry, but um, they're, they're very interested in hearing it and wanting to learn and be better themselves, um, not only in their role, but you know, usually on a Women Build Washington panel, you may not think you would see a lot of men in the room, but I love the fact that there are men supporting in there. I love that you are like me. Um, I invite all the men because yeah. once again, we're better yeah. together. Yeah. And um, it was really cool. And thank you for putting that together because that was instrumental. Um, that was really instrumental of you and your team at Women Build Washington. You are the past chair. Is that yes, what they call that position? Yes. Of the <laughs> yes. Women Build Washington. You never know, president, who knows? Right, um, right. But you did such a great job leading that group and they came a long way in just a year. And of course, I love Martha Patterson and everything about ABC Metro Washington, not throwing a plug in there for them, but you know, they do need to be promoted. They've done some excellent work there. Hill Electric was founded in 1954 in Anderson, South Carolina. Rooted in the upstate of South Carolina, Hill Electric has garnered a reputation as the region's most innovative industrial electrical contractor, providing machinery installations and facility power to countless companies in the area. Committed to quality performance, valued service, and responsive schedule management, Hill Electric offers unmatched service to each and every client. A new approach to a classic value. That's Hill Electric. Learn more at hillelectric.net. Absolutely. Absolutely. They've been very supportive, especially of the Women Building Washington group and just in all have been a great organization to join for professional development and networking and meeting. It's really through them that I was able, I've been able to meet so many of my industry friends. Yeah, the mentorship panel that you're talking about. Thank you so much for joining us. It was such a beyond a treat to have you on the panel and hear your perspective as a longtime woman in construction. And um, you're right. I specifically sent out emails to my male colleagues. And whenever I have women events, I always invite them. And this may be controversial to say, but I am a mom of three sons. So I always think to myself, how do I want them to be when they're adults? How do I want them to carry themselves? And sadly, the world that we live in, a man's voice would always, right now at least, is always louder. And so if it is louder, then we're going to need their support. Mm -hmm. And that's what I find. I think that's especially the number one reason why we need to bring in men. And it's funny, most of the men that come in, they're actually dads. They're they're girl dads. They have daughters. And the world that they want to create for their daughters might be the inspiration for them coming in and wanting to learn more. But they're realizing that, you know, their leadership team has to have women on their teams. They want to grow as a company. You have got to get females on your team. There's just no other way around it. And how do you do that? You have to promote from with you have to promote the women who are within your company or also look outside. I'm not saying hire a woman over a man if she's not qualified, but more often than not, she is very well qualified. And um, there's even studies out there that actually the females who are in the engineering fields and even in um, construction fields, they are well more qualified than the males. They've gone on to get graduate degrees. They've gone on to get more experience more than the males, but they're just not promoted. 
And so I want the men to hear that, you know, if they are, if they are largely the CEOs of their company or the leadership, you know, in their company, they are the ones who need to hear the message that you've got to promote the women into leadership roles. You've got to bring them into the boardrooms, you know? Um, So yeah, I was really excited to have a lot of men there. And I think it's just conversation after conversation needs to happen for them all to to be a part of it, be a part of it. And, 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 you know, more often than not, actually, I would say hundred percent of the time, they're truly grateful to be there, which I really yeah. love and respect that about them. I appreciate that a lot. Don't yeah. you? That is yes. great. Yes. And some of our biggest fans, I, I don't say fan, that's not really true. Allies? Some of like our biggest, biggest allies, <laughs> allies yeah. supporters are men. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. more so than women. Yes. And yes. it's been really great to see that yes. kind of interaction from the men you know, not only in my company, but also just around me and, yes. you know, family and friends and just, you know, they're, they're some of our biggest cheerleaders. I get that's a yes. good word for it, right? They're cheerleaders. Yes. Yeah. They're cheerleaders. They're our and, guy cheerleaders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're great cheerleaders yeah. because like yeah. you said, yeah. their voice is heard in places yeah. where ours may not be. So, and they get to have those conversations a lot easier. Um, it's easier for a group of girls to get together and talk about a lot of things, right? So yep. when a lot of men get together, it's easier to talk about certain topics than it is um, when you have a diverse room. So it's it's good that we're all trying to be on the same page. And I love that. It was also great to hear that a lot of the women who were there, their mentors were all men, I think, including yours, Christy, yes. right? Like when, yes. when you start off, you said mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a male who showed yeah. you the blueprints and that's when you became... Yeah super excited about it. Yes. And, and what's, what, what's really funny is I think in my case, I never had a mentor, which is why I'm always very passionate about this. And I guess, I guess I could sum it up by saying you become what you wish you had, right? True. I think that's true. True. Oh, yeah. that, that ends up becoming maybe people's primary motives. I think of inventions and things that people create what they wish they had. So mm-hmm. a lot of the inventions and the new technologies that is out there, it's, it's made from people's minds of things that they've, feel would have helped them in their life or right, can make something right. better. They're just trying to make it better for someone else. So truly in my case, like when I was putting on the mentorship pan, I wanted to learn. Honestly, my motive was to learn more from myself and to be, how can I be a better mentor to somebody mm-hmm. else and to the females in my company? Because it, I never had one. And, um, and so I do want to, I want to do my part and become one and be one for someone else. So, well, thank well, you cool. so much. Such valuable information. So our audience probably wants to know how to get a hold of you, Absolutely. how to do business with GE Frisco, okay. how to how to get connected in Maryland, how to how to be a better mentor. How does our audience get a hold of you or find you or to do business with you or disconnect with you? What's the best way to find you? Because you're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. The best way would be LinkedIn. I have a public profile. So just shoot me a message and um, I'm happy to connect with you that way. You could also send me an email, Libby at gefrisco.com. Um, that's L-I-B-B-Y at G-E-F-R-I-S. Co.com. So shoot me a message on LinkedIn, shoot me an email. I will answer you back. I will, you know, connect with you. I, I love connecting with different people and, and hearing their stories also inspires me. So, um, so yeah, find me. I'd love to see all of you. Thank you so much. Yes, for being thank, you, on today. thank you. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to see you, Christy, in two days. I know, two days. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.